You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Same corner, same time. How's it going, fellas? Good, I'm good. in the great I'm white sure. north, boys. Drinking Canadian some Tim Hortons coffee. Canadian Dan. Hey, hey shout out to uh, the United States and the U.S. OVO dollar. Dan. And the, um, and, and the currency power. Um you get like a 25% discount if you're using US American doll hairs up here. So mm, shout yeah. out to uh shout out to us. Ah, spent all of your live stock just on that coffee. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um how, how was uh what did you guys think of the Super Bowl? Hmm. I, I thought it was like a snoozer Yeah. It was like it was it was like tough to watch at the beginning, and then CBS got every bit that they paid for. Uh, and, and then some. Only the second Super Bowl game to go into overtime. Um, shout out to Tommy Townsend. Uh, found yeah. a picture of him hugging some random fan uh, who most people probably don't know. Uh, some girl who was just at the game. Nah. Shout out. You know what? Taylor Swift, you know, happy for her, whatever. Um, I think it's interesting. Her, like, best friend is Blake Lively. And you'd have no idea that Blake Lively is, like, an unbelievably huge actress by the way that they yeah. show uh, her box. It's just, Hey, this is just Taylor Swift over here. It's like, it was like Taylor Swift and like the make a wish girl. It was like, Hey, that's, that's an A-list like, movie celebrity. Ryan Reynolds wife. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Right. Mr. Ryan lively, but shout out to Tommy Townsend. Uh, unbelievable show of, of punting performance, Nick, but uh, also, but also grabbed an incredibly bad snap, uh, allowed Harrison Butker to get a, a field goal off. Juwan Taylor, uh, Lamichael Pirine, uh, Kadarius Tony was a healthy scratch, as you can imagine, and then Trey Dean on the other uh, practice squad. So all will end up uh, with uh, with Super Bowl rings, just like the NFL scripted it this year. <laughs> yeah, man. After Usher, I, I I passed out. Then then catch the second half. Woke up to some good memes and and a little highlight of what happened in the second half, but definitely missed it. And that was the best part of the game for sure. First half was a snoozer for me, man. I had to go. I, whiskey beat think? me up, bro. What'd you think of Usher? That I mean, that couldn't have been a more millennial halftime show. We're just sitting there. One of the one of the guys at the party I was at was like. How many hits does Usher really have? I'm like, Usher could play the entire like length of the Super Bowl, and it would just be a banger after another banger after another banger. Luda pops up. Great show. Lil John, Jermaine Dupree. See somebody on Facebook say, it's nice of Usher to let these people play football at his concert. <laughs> <laughs> just went to watch Taylor Swift's boyfriend play football yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Usher concert. Shout out to uh, Taylor Swift going to the Usher concert. No, absolutely. Um, but we got a we got a big show today. A lot of content. Obviously, uh, never a, a dull week. Uh, never a normal week in Florida Gator football land. Uh, we have Spencer Hall. Uh, every day should be Saturday. Joining us here in just one moment. But before we do that, 
Let's give a shout out to our friends over at Lucy, who is upping the nicotine nicotine pouch game with their new breaker pouches, uh, which have a little flavor breaker right uh, there in the middle of that nicotine pouch. So if you are looking uh, for something a little bit different, if you're looking to maybe get something that's a a little bit higher in nicotine uh, content than what you can traditionally get at the convenience store, go take a look at Lucy. Uh, four milligrams, eight milligrams, 100% pure nicotine, and 100% tobacco free. Six delicious flavors apple ice, espresso, mint, mango, bunch of flavors that you can enjoy. So go visit lucy.co forward slash stadium. You'll get 20% off of your order and free shipping. Again, that's lucy.co forward slash stadium. Get you 20% off your first order and always free shipping with a 30-day refund policy. Here's a fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Word. All right, let's get our friend Spencer Hall, friend of the program, back on to Stadium Miguel. Spencer, it is a pleasure to welcome you this morning. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Hey, that beard Speak. is badass, Spencer. Speaking, speaking of an addictive chemical, that beard shows up. And it's like, okay. I'm in. very disappointed to learn nicotine's an addictive chemical. Uh, it's, I think it's new science. <laughs> yeah. See, this is very Onalachua County to me. I was told that it was good for me and my children. Just the bottom, an appetite suppressant it's nicotine and then you start Before, everything else CED, performance yeah. enhancement drug for sure <laughs> that focuses the mind yeah uh well spencer uh obviously uh the florida gator since we last had you on the show which i think was about three years ago i have done a whole lot of nothing uh during that time they fired a head coach uh they brought on a new head coach have gone under 500 for the last two seasons what optimism can you bring to gator nation this fine morning none Okay. <laughs> Spencer, no. it's been great having you here. We'll uh, move great. on to our next segment. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. <laughs> no, we're at that stage where you just kind of look at Billy and go, what do you do? What do you do here? What um, What is that thing that we hang your hat on? I think we can do that with most coaches and say that you do this. Um, Florida's first opponent this year is going to be Miami. And I know what Mario Cristobal does. He recruits. And even Mario knows he shouldn't have anything to do with the rest of the show. And that's fine because all he wants to do is recruit and text teenagers. That's fine. That's all he does all day long. Um, I can't say that about Billy because he doesn't recruit like Mario does. And he doesn't do as good a job. And I can't say that he's a great play caller because it's not. There's no evidence to back that up. It'd be real cool if I could because it's my team. And I would like to say that. But I can't. And for some reason, he's insistent on calling plays when he's not good at it. Um, I'm not saying he's bad at it. He's mid. He's firmly mid. Mid to bad depending on who's under center. Okay, is this a great organizational mind? I think we've seen from both the snafus at the NIL level to the constant overturn in coaches to the swollen roster of people who work for the program but have no seriously defined jobs that he's not a great organizational mind either. I don't think, I think the answer has always been to hire more people. He saw what Nick Saban did in Alabama and said, I just need to put a lot of shirts in the building. Well, there's a lot of shirts in the building and the results suck. So that's where we're at. And on top of all that, on top of going into the season with a lot of questions up and down the roster about who's going to play where and whether the level of talent really has improved. I mean, I know it's improved. Let's give the man credit for that. It's improved. Admittedly, that's coming off of 
a bottom out recruiting situation under Mullen, but it's improved. But going into this year, there is the schedule. So on top of all of that, the schedule, not only usually when we do this, what's the phrase? The schedule does us no favors. That's not accurate. Okay. This is a punishing schedule. It's punitive. It's so bad that like when it came out, Greg McElroy, who is not a person long on empathy towards any football program, looked at it and goes, I think this is unfair. That's that's how I know it's bad. Okay. When when neutral to prejudiced observers look at it and go, nah, that's what did y'all do? Who did you anger? What curse did you invoke? So um I would expectations for this year, set them as low as possible. You might be in a lame duck year. Billy might get fired. It could happen. I could see it happen. On top of all that, oh, I didn't mention this. Just in case we had this long bad news, let's just go ahead and extend it further. Um, your AD, your AD should have been fired already, and he will most likely be fired in the next year. So not only do you have to replace the coach, you have to replace the entire sort of administrative superstructure above that coach. I got no good news for you. None. How much How much did those Tebow years cost? Because I assume this is still just paying off the bill. I, I said like 2020 LSU uh, was the cause of going to a very nice restaurant with Joe Burrow in 2019, ordering mm-hmm. all the appetizers, fixins, and wine bottles that the restaurant had, and then walking out on the bill. And any LSU fan was like, listen, we'll pay that. No problem. As long as it takes. But But Tim Tebow hasn't been on campus. Uh, in, in in nearly a decade, more than a decade, uh, 15 years. Yeah. How long until that debt has paid off? What did uh, Urban promise the devil for those four years? And, and when will Florida be out of that debt? I Well, first of all, the idea of anyone in Florida ever being out of debt, it's not happening. It's just the entire state. <laughs> yeah. um, state's built on debt and fraud. So you're either committing one or you're in the other or both. Um I would also say this, that that the idea that there is a debt to be paid implies that somebody's keeping score in college football, was it, which isn't true. Um, everything could be stolen. Everything could be taken at any minute. And anyone who's acting like there's a fairness or a score system in place is wrong. Florida has no debt from any of this. Florida's just made bad decisions. Mm. You could point back and go, you messed up. You messed up over and over and over again. You messed up when it came to hiring. You messed up when it came to administration. You messed up when it came uh, to the NIL era and how to build an NIL program initially. You know, that's improved, but there were huge, embarrassing public missteps when it came to NIL. And you've like that, that goes beyond the football program. That goes to like overall athletic administration as well. But within the football program, if you hire this series of coaches in this order, looking backwards every single hire has been looking backwards or looking elsewhere whereas everyone else who's had success for the most part all right has either hired somebody with a tie to the program who really wanted it to work and was invested or had their own vision for it georgia Mm -hmm. at least they had the tie to kirby it was very much a yeah let's hire let's do let's do what nick does all right so they yeah they did that but they got they got the guy who is an alum of the school okay particularly motivated to make it work no backup plan Absolutely no backup plan for Kirby, all right? There was not like a professional coach loitering around uh, for the best offer. That's the dream job. He got it, and he's killed it so far. Florida Florida has no original ideas and has had none. None. Wait, what? Hired not one, but two Saban assistants, okay? Oh, three. Wait, 
Three. Yeah, yeah, three. Three. Yeah, we've hired three. They tried that trick three times. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Three times. They're not even trying at this point. Yeah, that's you've tried it three times and it didn't take. So the fourth coming up, sure. Let's see. Like if Scott Strickland's around to make the hire, count on it. They're just gonna load up, redo it. Um, and the only time that they came up with a guy who wasn't in that tree was somebody who had already been here. Whereas we could have taken any number of talented young guys. We could have looked to talented FCS coaches, which I know that sounds insane. It's what Washington did. Worked out real well for him. And now that dude is the coach at Alabama. Okay. Um, Go find good talent elsewhere. Go find people who have novel ideas. Go Mm -hmm. find people who do things a little bit differently. Not that there's a whole lot of different because football coaches tend to be sort of boring and lean on the same things. But man, open a window. Bring some fresh air. My security like blanket here. of my security mm-hmm. blanket of blaming Tebow has just been snatched. By yeah, a beard man in the park. I will provide no comfort today. No. <laughs> I have nothing. Yeah. I have blood, blood, sweat, and tears. That's all I have to I promise think, here. The thing is, all of this is bigger than just Billy Napier. Correct. Um, it's just from from a lot of different standpoints. We're we're late to the punch on a lot of things. <clears throat> uh, we were late to the punch with uh, just. You know, before NIL was NIL, let's just keep it all the way 100. Like, there were certain programs taking care of players behind the scenes. I think we were late on that punch. We were late on the facilities. We were late on the type of staff that we're getting now, mm-hmm. right? That, that What Billy's trying to set up, that would have been fire like two, three years ago if he was just getting the job. But now college football is a different place. And the infrastructure he's trying to set up is already outdated. While I worked at Louisiana, it's not going to work here because you need – people to be able to manage rosters on the general manager standpoint not just you know recruiting is not the same so Mm -hmm. you know i don't know what that general manager job is but it seems to be the teams that are thriving in in uh in 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 transfer portal are getting guys that they knew know are coming before they even hit the portal so there's some tampering going on in roster management so just we've been late to the punch and i don't know if it's because of a lack of resources i just think it's a lack of care like how much do we care about football i've been Mm -hmm. saying this for a while now but i think if university florida was serious we have the resources the money and everything else to make it go um i just don't know if it's that's what may have cost us the tebow years and we're saying the tebow year maybe the aaron hernandez years then you know some of that (laughs) energy that was brought to the program i don't know if people really want to be good at football anymore i don't know if you have to go full aaron hernandez to be good at football no, but yeah, I mean, I think the, the era is like there's a lot of bad press from that time. Go ahead. But I think it goes back to like all the way back to Charlie Pell, right? And Florida getting in trouble to Florida's kind of always played this black and white, not in the gray area. Obviously, Steve Spurrier, uh, Spencer mentioned him. Obviously, connection back to University of Florida gets Florida their first national championship, really puts them on the map. The issues with Ron Zook kind of come up and you know, and a lot of people could look back and say, man, we would love consistent eight and nine win seasons, but he was also having guys fighting fraternity members at their frat house, right? So then you have Urban Meyer. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, right? I'd love to see that passion, right? Yeah, like, like, shout out to Frank Delatore, my dad, that was his fraternity. He, of course, a little bit older. Of course, it was. No, no, I think it was. It was Pi Cap. Pi Cap Alpha. Pi Cap Alpha. No, Pi Cap Alpha. I got Pike, not Pike, not Pike. Uh, Dad wasn't there. It's a Pike. Uh, mm. Yeah, well, not a Pike. What? He's a, uh, Pike would be oh, Pike Kappa Kappa Alpha. Alpha. He's a Pike. He's Kappa 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 Kappa. 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 Kappa.
Um, yeah, dude, like I've and I've told Ron Zook that in person that it was awesome. So like, yeah, that was awesome. I will keep it a buck with him. Yeah. So then you had Urban Meyer. You sold out everything for that. Then you had Will Muschamp, who couldn't figure out the offensive side of the ball. Then you had quite possibly the weirdest head coach in college football history and Jim McElwain. Then you kind of figure something out a little bit with Dan Mullen. Then COVID happens and he goes into some downward spiral. And then obviously nothing about Billy Napier so far has like seemed to connect, right? Like recruiting is getting better, but it's still not where you want it to be. You finish 10th in the country and you're still like seventh in the SEC, right? So mm-hmm. You talk a little bit about, you know, Nick was talking about resources and everything else. I mean, if you look at the staff that Florida has, and a lot of you guys would be very surprised to see how much money a lot of those staff members are getting. I don't think it's a resource thing. I think it's, do you have the right people in the right positions to be able to continue to move your team forward? And right now it's been an abject and loud no. I don't know that Florida's ever committed more resources to football. Like the... The effort to win games from the administration side in terms of like just throwing cash at the problem. Um, I don't think it's ever been higher, um, but it's it's I think Florida also was behind the times uh, in the neighborhood. They had the worst house on the neighborhood for a while and then they called in like the home improvement. Hmm. But by the time you got, you know, Ty Dillingham or whatever his name was from Extreme Home Makeover to come to Gainesville, <laughs> it's like, hey, we're paying players legally now. So you can use all that money on new buildings, but everyone else has that, and now they're going to be paying players. And you're like, wait, wait, what? Pay, pay players? We need weights. We need, we need infrastructure. Um, we're still so practicing under the uh, Ben Hill Griffin uh, stands. Mm-hmm. Florida reminds me a lot of if you read old M- old interviews with Eminem. I think he's different now, but there was a period where, like, after he was crazily successful. Um, he kind of just stayed in his house for a while and didn't learn anything. You know, you got so rich, you didn't have to learn. You got so successful, mm. you didn't have to try. Mm. So there's this interview and somebody's showing him that you can look at pornography on the internet. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. It's like 2012. <laughs> and so he's like, you know, you can get this on the internet. And he's like, what? That's crazy. And I can like, get rid of all these goodness. tapes. Yeah. These magazines, these VHSs. Yeah. These, these cassettes. Yeah. The, <laughs> that was Florida, you know, for a long time. And I and again, I agree. I don't think I don't think resources are an issue. Right. I think it's management at this point. And if you want to see proof of concept, I don't know. Maybe we'll see it in year three. It, honestly, mm-hmm. if you see proof of the Billy Napier concept against this schedule, keep it. Yeah. Keep it. Like if you see you know, nine and three come out of this. Oh, buddy. Extended. Yeah, could be a yeah, playoff team at nine and three with this schedule. That's right. That's right. If that's the case, then go ahead. But unless you are prepared to make a Jim Harbaugh size bet on this man, mm-hmm. which is I'm going to win a title in year nine. That's, that's what, again, I don't think people really understand how insane what Michigan did was. They were like, we're going to stay with this man for nine years until he wins us a national title. We'll stay with him for like seven or six or seven before he gets us an outright Big Ten title. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. That's Jim insane. Harbaugh, Harbaugh evolved from Dockers to Lululemon khakis in the time he was getting. He had, he had long enough to learn how to wear a new kind of clothing, which <laughs> this is that's a nuts. podcast of all men here. Yeah. You know, that's a huge step. Dan Mullen's still wearing pleats to this day. That man rides or uh, you know what? I think he's on flat fronts now. TV talked him into flat fronts. Uh, I can I can see that. I can see that. Can't wear surprised if he had like a bathing suit under his 
sitting at the desk in like a bathing suit, just ready to, you know, pop up in a Celsius and hit the lake. Uh, Spencer, what, um, if you're, if you're Florida, what is, what's kind of the record or what do you want to see an improvement out of, out of them to, to be potentially buying into, to the Billy Napier experiment here at the university of Florida? God, you have to be better on defense. Yeah. I just, just, you have to have some sort of notion of what you're doing on defense. I understand we have a lot of young staffers who are very excited and very, very, very uh, eager to do their job. It would be cool if they did it. And it would be cool if you saw the lines get better. And that, that goes defense and offense. Um, offense and defensive line, if that is what you want to do, and that is what Billy Napier wants to do, then I, you have to at least start to see that develop in year three. I don't care. Honestly, like, like I go back and watch a tape. I don't care if it's in a loss. I really don't. Like as long as like skill players, they'll come. That's fine. We can develop that. They have to look better at the line of scrimmage because they got bullied, mm-hmm. bullied at times last year. And I know that's also an SNC thing. I know that's a strength and conditioning thing. I know that that turnover at the strength crew uh, that happened for a reason, but that has to happen along the lines of scrimmage. That's mm-hmm. it. And then in the year has to finish on an upward trajectory. It has to. There's just. I don't, I don't see it happening. I, 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 I don't. Know, to, no, no. I'm, I'm I have a definition of that upward trajectory. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, if, if we could start six and zero oh and and finish six and six, that's you know what? Like, I don't think that's fine. But like, it depends on how those last six games land. I know it's going to be hard and a struggle. But I, I will also say this: we're assuming everybody in those last six games has got uh, their business together. Right. Right. That's really stupid to do in college football. Sure. We should not do that, right? Like, oh, yeah, all six of those teams are going to be good. It, it's, what about any of this makes you think everybody's uniformly competent, mm-hmm. right? Look at that. So Somebody's going to blow up on the launch pad. Somebody's going to injure their quarterback. Somebody's going to turn out in those first six games to be way better than you think they are. Mm-hmm. And somebody in those last six is absolutely going to tank, right? If that weren't true, Jimbo Fisher would still be at Texas A&M, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't project that hard. It's a brutal schedule. It might be brutal in ways that are different than you anticipate. My thing is, uh, just just we've seen Billy coach for a couple of years now, uh, and I don't I don't see that vastly improving from this year from last year to 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 this year, and mm-hmm. I don't see the Jimmys and Joes. I, I didn't see an influx of talent in the transfer portal. There's another window, but I don't think we've received enough talent to overcome our coaching woes on the field. So I, I'm expecting it to. Unless something different happens between now and fall, I'm not expecting a whole lot um, as far as product on the field. I think this – well, I, I go back. When you, when you talk about offense and defensive line, everyone points to, well, the first year the offensive line was so good. And I say, well, you had uh, an actual uh, created player at quarterback who was very hard to sack and mm-hmm. an All-American, like a unanimous mm-hmm. All-American right guard. Maybe the line wasn't good. Maybe you had one really good player and a quarterback who was just really hard to sack, and that helped the running game because now you have to play 11 on 11. So I don't know that the offensive line even was good that first year or if it was just two players, one quarterback and one very excellent lineman that made everyone else look good, and then you saw what they really were last year when you didn't have that kind of mobile quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the defensive line, I I thought the world of Sean Spencer, obviously Florida did. They paid a a very big buyout for a position coach from Duke just mm-hmm. to even get him here. And then he's the first head on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not to say that the uh, the defensive line played so well that he should have stayed, um, but there is a bunch of turnover. Um, I don't know that you'll get much change on offense, but I think when Billy Napier looked, if you believe him when he says we do a self-evaluation, a rigorous self-evaluation after every year, uh, his moves tell you offense wasn't the problem. Special teams wasn't the problem. It was defense. He had never fired an assistant coach in six years of being a head coach, and he fired two defensive coaches after this last season. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. expect huge sweeping changes on offense. But I do think you get Graham Mertz back. There's a there's a long history of transfer quarterbacks having a big jump in year two uh, of the system after transferring. Um, and I look at the roster, and I think, hey, this might be the best collection of talent that Billy Napier has had. Mm-hmm. Um but also, you know, the schedule makers with their axe to grind, as you uh, as you already pointed out, Spencer. So it, it might be the best roster you have, but I, I don't know that it, yeah, it, it might will not be, show in the win loss. Might record. not matter. Might yeah, not matter right. at all. Yeah, I don't even know what the best team in college football may not maybe not Georgia, but you take that next four through twelve. I don't know if any of them you could theoretically say would go better than nine and three right? Maybe 10 and two, but just based on the amount of potential that's on that schedule, right? And Spencer makes a good point. You just don't know, you know, is FSU going to be a top 15 team? They're going to be ranked in the top 15, but we don't know. They lost a lot, right? Ole Miss still has to put things together. There's a lot of programs that have to put things together, but I just don't know, even if you had one of the best rosters in college football, if you could expect to go nine and three or better. And I think that Florida has huge holes on the offensive line. I don't think that they got better. I think that you have a lot of good young stars, like four and five star players that still haven't proven that ability, right? Can they make that next jump up? But now Florida's going to be looking for a new strength and conditioning coach because they just had one for five weeks and he's like, I'm going to Boston College. So you kind of set things back Mm -hmm. a little bit more and now you institute a new strength and conditioning coach. Now you're, you're starting to lose some time here in what should be your strength and conditioning coach is your most important coach for 60% of the year, right? So Florida has got to figure it out and figure it out quickly because there's a, a very, very tight leash on Billy Napier. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, my, my wind in my sails has, has been, has been lost. No, I mean, like there's a chase and we can cut to it. <clears throat> this is a lame duck year. Like, that's it. Like if you want like brass tacks, this is a lame duck year and you need to start thinking about who's next and you need to go ahead and start writing off the Billy era as we recruited really well, or at least better than the previous guy. I've got the program in a slightly better spot. Uh, certainly got a lot more uh, nameplates in the offices and began to prime the pump for what looks like a decent NIL and administrative foundation. And thank you on to the next guy. That's mm-hmm. it. This is another, like this is another blown three or four years. And if you give him another four, I don't think he's going to be a different coach because, mm. again, not a great enough recruiter to keep, not a great enough play caller to keep, not a good enough manager to keep. Really nice dude. Not up to the job. Mm. You think Strickland goes first? Yeah, I hope so. He, would have he, should, to, already, yeah. he should already be gone. Like, yeah, yeah like, fr- frankly. And that has nothing to do with football. Mm-hmm. You know, that has to do with other things that have happened under his watch. So he's got to be gone. So if, if he's not going, say, um, by like October rolls around and Strickland's still here, but we're losing, like, you think both were at the same time? Like, I, I don't think they let him make the next hire. They can't. 
they can't. So, and if he makes a good hire, it would be by accident, right? <laughs> and if he makes a and if he makes a bad hire, it would be intentionally. That's a that's a good sign that you can't keep the dude. So, and he should, and again, he should be gone anyway for a lot of other reasons. So, once Do he's you gone, anticipate him leaving before the fall, I would love that. That'd be great. But like again. If you're trying to parse the decision making at the University of Florida right now, given who's in charge and given everything that's happening within the state that has nothing to do with football, good luck. You know, I I have absolutely no idea. There's shoulds and there's wills, mm -hmm. and the shoulds are pretty clear. The wills are vague. Mm -hmm. Spencer, who do you got uh, in the national championship this year? Oh man. It is one day after the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know. Listen, you should have this figured out by February 12th. Uh, yeah. You're a degenerate. Um, <laughs> well, well like I mean, I love it. Like 180 it. days, 189 days until we kick off in Ireland, right, ready for the fighting, you know, Seminoles to, to battle the fighting Herb Streets, right? They're ready Man. to square up in the middle of Dublin. It would be very, very funny to me if you had a, like an Ohio State Texas matchup. In the in the final, and then as a result of that Ohio State Texas matchup, Ohio State lost again. That would be extremely funny to me, because that's the team that can't get over in Texas and is perpetually overrated. Getting over on the team that wants to be over more than any team in the nation, the team that has thrown the most money at the problem, the team that has gone and taken a head coach to be their OC mm -hmm. to Crazy. fix their problems, and and has. Got the transfer quarterback, went and got him. Has has the biggest fundraising day of their lives after the Michigan game because they don't want that to happen again. They've lost Harbaugh. The lane is clear. They can go. I will take Ohio State and Texas, and then um, I'll have Texas beat them because that's a funnier and crueler ending. So then you'd have new Florida football head coach Ryan Day. That's right. Bring him on down. We can finally get chip on the cheap. You could do there worse. You go. <laughs> get chip on the cheap. Get chip on the cheap. There you go. Yeah. And we can I get mean, another Ryan, mediocre Ryan recruiter. Ryan coached in Florida, right? Years ago, eons ago. He could bring Mark Pantone down with him. Sure. Uh, See? Bring Mark Pantone together. back. I've been I hearing Mark Pantone for like a decade now, man. That dream is dead. <laughs> I right, let's yeah, let's, no. do, let, let's do this. I'm gonna as, I'm gonna be rude as a guest and dictate the pace here for one question here. Mm. Who who are you getting? Because like I, I I would love Billy to work out. I just mm. don't see a lot of evidence for that. Right? Well, if anyone's getting... watching this and they're like, God, he's such a hater. I'm like, I understand. I love this dude. It's just not working, and there's no evidence to point that it is going to work. Okay. The rest for the faith based fan, please Probably. go do that. I there's no football god to me. Okay. You only get, have what's on the field, all right? Get unfollow Spencer. That's all. Yes, <laughs> you go unfollow me. Support Stadium and Gale. Um, but but who, who, who are you who are you hiring if 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 Florida is hiring next fall? Oh God, That's is it so true good. that Jed Fish interviewed at UCLA like he said days no. ago? No, oh, he, he said he, no. He, I know he, there was no, a rumor said, going around. He said categorically no. Okay. Like, I UCLA. think he would. He would interview at Florida. Come he back home. Yeah, I mean, but Florida then would owe Billy Napier what twenty seven million, give or take. Oh, then you'd have to buy out of Washington. Investigation. We're committed to throwing money at the problem, Dan. How committed are we? Throw it at the players. Yeah, 
<laughs> no, let's throw money at the players, not at Billy. Firing for cause for the NCAA investigation. That's the Ooh. that's the Machiavellian thing to do is to say, hey, let's talk about reducing your buyout before it gets ugly. Um, because sentiment goes out the door when you're talking about that many zeros. Um, if I had to hire anybody like straight out the gun, it's real hard to dislike what Jed Fish did at Arizona. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it's and he's got connections, so like that would be the first name that came to mind. As and if I heard me saying this three years ago, I would have slapped me. But <laughs> man, he like fun football, extremely aggressive. Um, I think he's still got plenty of upside and was a good recruiter for what they do at Arizona. Well, it's, it'd be interesting to see what he does at Washington, but like that'd be that'd be go also fresh air, like somebody who's not currently in the constellation. But well, I mean, between things, us, we all know it's going to come from like whoever the head coach is at, you know, Texas Tech or UTSA had a great yeah. year. Let's see who's yeah. there. Right? Um, one thing I, I mentioned it, uh, Florida Georgia last year, and I don't think it's a prerequisite to winning that game. But when you look at Georgia's rosters, there's a bunch of dudes who played at Georgia and had a hard time beating Florida. And that game is like deeply personal to them. And I think it kind of goes to, what you were saying earlier, like Florida hasn't hired a guy, a Florida man, uh, not not that, not in that realm, no, not in those headlines, but mm-hmm. a guy who went to the University of Florida. Like, listen, I'm sure Billy Napier and his staff want to beat Georgia. Uh, Will Muschamp would crawl over shards of glass to beat Florida as the coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, and the mm-hmm. same with, um, you know, uh, Kirby. Uh, and, and maybe you do need a guy who comes in and, and knows what Florida is and, and what the glory days were. And it, and it is deeply personal to them because unless it is at the college level, then you're just you're coaching for paychecks and the paychecks are nice and the buyouts are even nicer. But I don't even know if Florida has those pedigree people. I mean, Jed Fish is obviously Jed one, but one, he's yeah. going to be in the Big Ten um, mm-hmm. making a bunch of money. Um, do you well, go and chase that dream? Right. I don't, I know Jed fish went to UF. I don't know how much like his affinity is towards the university of Florida. Right. Like we talk about a lot of former players are like, why doesn't Phil Trotwine come back? It's like, cause he's from the Northeast. Why, mm-hmm. you know, just cause he went to school here doesn't mean there's the same affinity. There seems to be that connection that, that Georgia has and a few other schools have it too. You know, I don't know if Florida has the pedigree of coaches of who's that next guy now. Just give me somebody. Dion. Dion. You see I think the turnover, not all the way prime. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50 on prime as a coach, right? It's some mm-hmm. things I like, some things I hate. But I think as far as being able to keep uh, players from entering the portal and bouncing and, and having a, a mass exodus, I think he's the type of coach to keep a roster intact. He would be good. Um, I, you know, there's another one that's that's interesting, and I don't know if he would do it, but he's been very impressive so far, um, and that's Dan Lanning. Mm, and, I mean, yeah, I, that's, I just, again, that's, 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 I think the, guy. that's, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's a contestant. We're not going though. to get no damn Lanning. <laughs> like, damn, 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 now, but now he does go against my rule yeah. of like new new blood. Because he's right, he's a Saban guy, but he's aggressive, and I like that. I mean, the 
I mean, obviously it was uh, Oregon putting it out on purpose, but like when they were playing Colorado and Colorado was being portrayed as the actual monsters come out of the silver screen and put onto a football field, the stuff he was telling his team in the locker mm-hmm. room that, you know, leaks out. Um, I'm watching that and I'm like, oh, that, that's the dude. That's the guy. Yeah. I would have really liked that. I He's petty. Petty is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like petty and vengeful. I think that just <laughs> makes a program better. I think that makes college football better. So I guess those would be my two sort of initial leans. But like by the time the season rolls out and you see who's doing well and who's sort of coming up, I just don't want to do the same thing. Let's just but, not. But here's a question thing. with with the way that things are going, the Big Ten, there's not a power five, it's a power two. Mm-hmm. If you're a head coach of a power two team, why are you leaving? to go to another power two team. You're in Oregon. You've got that kind of neck of the woods complete, like maybe even all of California uh, outside of mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, recruiting wise, you've got all of that cut out for you. You're going to be getting big 10 money. Um, the people over there, you have four, seven and seven and five years in a row. They're like, ah, it's been a little tough. We'll get them next year. Um, you come to Florida and you have, you don't have four, seven to five years in a row at Florida. Like you've got it really good at Oregon. Why, what, what would Dan Lanning need to leave Oregon? Cause he just told Alabama. No, even though I do say you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. You want to be the guy that followed the guy who followed the guy. So I wouldn't have wanted to follow Nick Saban either. I think he'd be fine following up Billy Napier. I think that's a, a, a slightly different constellation than following up Nick Saban. Um, <laughs> you know, just, just comparing. Just putting the rosters and the schedules together, and yeah, I'm going to say I feel comfortable saying that. I, you know, the 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 actual answer is when you go, well, why would he leave? And I go, I think Washington is a harder job than people think. Mm-hmm. No, not I'm sorry. Oregon, um, Oregon, Oregon. Um, Both. I'm on like I'm on like three hours sleep, y'all. Um, but yeah, I think Oregon is a, a harder job than people think, um, and I think the expectations are yeah a little tougher than you think. Not that you'd be going to a job with any lower expectations. Um, with Oregon, you do. That's a, when I say it's a contested poll. What I mean is, you're going to have to fish him out of there, and he would probably have to have some sort of administrative motivation to leave. Mm-hmm. It's a low, low margin poll, right? Jed Fish probably be a little bit easier, little mm-hmm. bit easier. I think Washington is a tougher job. You've seen the floor at or at Oregon is like seven wins, mm-hmm. right? Seven like seven six wins. They just they're that good. They're that deep. They're consistently that good. The floor at Washington is zero. We've right. seen, and, and the floor at Washington is one. We've yeah. seen that pretty recently in their history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I'm curious to see uh, who who those next names are because they always pop up at, you know out of nowhere. Um, or it's going to be that one coach that gets hot quickly, right? Um, you know, Billy Napier was kind of a, a name that people talked about for a while, but you know, took him a little bit. Then he had that one final year at Lafayette where, where it was time to, to, to make that jump. So, you know, I, I've never seen Florida pull a coach from a big program. So until they do that, um, I mean, yes, Urban Meyer came from Utah. Utah is really good in 2004, but Utah is not what Utah is now. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I've never seen Florida go big game hunting in any sport. For the most part, uh, football, Kyle, basketball, baseball. Kyle Whittingham has been there since <laughs> Urban left. Man, I've covered oh. four coaches. I didn't even cover Urban. I'm on my fourth coach. Kyle Whittingham has been at Utah since Urban left. 
dude, everyone's been at Utah. Go yeah. go look at their staff. Yeah. Go like go go to their go to the site. Go look at their staff. Go look at how long all of them have been there. Andy Ludwig is the newcomer. Yeah. And I think he's been there six years. Yeah. Right. That's it. Like everybody, their strength coach, that was his first job. Like his first wow. head head strength coach job all the way back in like 2006, 2005. Like that's the quality of life out there. Every no one, no one leaves. Absolutely no one leaves. You know, their defensive the streets are so wide, you can't even cross them. Just unbelievable streets out there. <laughs> why why would you, man? You know, what you can you can go to Park City like ah, after yeah, work. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. The East yeah. Coast is trash. Like this is this is what you have to learn. <laughs> yeah. I'm in you Vancouver know, I, right now. And yeah, that's right. Whistler in a few hours. So um let's see. Uh one uh any final questions, boys? Spencer, we appreciate you spending 40 minutes of time with us this morning. Any final questions? Yeah, no. just um the the opening game, I think it's an interesting three years for Florida. You just keep getting these really interesting uh, season openers. Um, I, I wrote a story uh, that came out this morning. It was picking five games, and, and I just kind of got stuck on Miami. Um, those two coaches are tied because they were both hired the same year. Um, how do you? How does the loser of that game sell hope to their fan base? Because I feel like they're both kind of in that same boat where fans yeah. are like. I'm looking for a reason to get behind you. Please give me a reason to fully buy in. And then you lose to Kentucky and you lose to Vanderbilt. And you're like, well, I can't. Um, how does the loser of Florida, Miami sell hope outside of Florida, you know, winning the rest of their games that year? You hope everyone forgets the game happened. That usually happens in game one. Uh, it's much easier to forget game one than it is to forget game eight or yeah. game 10. So that's really the only advantage because it's pretty dire for either team on yeah. either side. Someone's leaving this game in a world of hurt. Mm -hmm. And especially if Miami loses it in the manner that, they, that Mario Cristobal has lost games, if they come in and Mario Cristobal runs out of timeouts with three minutes mm -hmm. left and needing to get down the field and badly botches that, then you're having the same nightmare over and over again. That would mm -hmm. be bad. Florida, I don't know. We got a whole lot of different ways we can lose it. Maybe, maybe we don't score. Maybe we turn it over. Maybe we let uh maybe we allow a long TD. Maybe we miss a couple of field goals. You know, we have a variety of ways to be disappointed. I don't know if that's better or not, but that's how it works. It, it does seem like the paralysis by analysis bull. I would go early mm -hmm. betting line, take the under. Uh yeah. there might be a total of 56 plays run. Uh, with how quickly these coaches make decisions on the sideline. Yeah, that's okay. Each each coach has 30 different analysts up in the booth to help them take the entire play clock to call off tackle. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is it's got to be the hot seat bowl, right? Like whoever mm -hmm. loses is now the number one coach on the hot seat, right? Yeah, I don't even know if Mario feels it at this point. He's just kind of used to it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of Mario's mo, right? I mean, I mean, the more I talk about it, it, the more I admire Mario. And then he's like, ah, I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't work. I don't know. I'm not going to change a lot. Just going to keep recruiting and hiring guys. Let's see how it works. Uh, Spencer, before we head out, I got a super chat here from JP. We kind of talked a little bit about this, but what's the floor for Billy? Like, oh, things might work. I know you said it might not be wins and losses. It might be the manner of wins and losses. But for the sake of this question. I would say eight and four. And that is a huge ask against this, but uh, but that is based on the previous two years, all right? Because I don't know, you could end up at seven and five, and that feels that could feel somewhat accidental, 
Eight and four would be, we did that on purpose. That's the main thing I want. Let's see. I want to see that you did something on a football field on purpose and with design and executed it. That's it. Have a plan. First Make drive. it clear. Got, got you. You don't know that they didn't purposely design a play with 10 guys on special teams for a field goal block? Oh, yeah. How about that? Get the basic things right. Like, like do the thing you talk about. Execute. Go ahead and execute. Do that. They uh, so for me, and, and you've said it's not the numbers. Uh, but I'm just seven being good, and, guys. Seven <laughs> and five leaves you under five hundred for your for I'm your first three good. years. You would seven need five. You would, oh, need, oh, a, you would need a bowl win to get to eight and five, and just to be five hundred mm-hmm. after three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just proof of concept, or it's time to you know it's time to cut bait. Yes, sir. I miss Stadium Miguel back in the day when we were talking about playing in the Orange Bowl and winning the Orange Bowl, and those are the days, Silk. Yeah, I miss those days, man. It feels like Adam Lane's uh, game-worn Birmingham Bowl pants of late. It does. It does. Shout-out to Mark Thompson. He's uh, currently (laughs) drifting his way into multiple people's inboxes with a game-worn uh, stuff but uh spencer uh we really appreciate your time this morning let everybody know i know i'm sure everybody knows who you are and follows you but let everybody know where they can follow you uh you can follow me on twitter i ain't calling it x at adsbs uh you can subscribe to the channel six newsletter which is in my bio on x twitter uh but channel six is the newsletter you can google it it's real good there's a free version and there's a paid version i think you should pay for it because it's real good but that's just me uh you can also listen to the shutdown full cast and uh where with my co-hosts ollie anderson jason kirk and ryan nanny we sometimes talk about college football and then you can follow along with me and big dumb football on espn's college football youtube channel where we do fun videos about football I love it. I love it. And uh, well, uh, Spencer, we appreciate you coming on this morning. Uh, we will talk with you soon. Uh, have a great rest of your Monday and we will, uh, we'll chat soon, my friend. All right. Thanks y'all. Thanks, thanks Spencer. All right, gentlemen, 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 let's get a quick ad read. Got a lot to talk about in the world of Gator sports. Uh, if you are looking for some vintage university of Florida, where, uh, softest cotton t-shirts that that i know that i own go visit homefieldapparel.com use promo code stadium and gale at checkout it'll get you 15 percent off of your order um, a number of schools beyond the university of florida i think they're at about a hundred different schools uh right now plus the indianapolis really? colts if you are uh, a colts fan so Go visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale at checkout for 15% off of your order. I would be remiss if I did not tell you that Homefield Apparel is also rolling out a new NIL initiative on Monday, which will create a revenue stream for donor-driven collectives. They signed a year-long partnership with uh, Florida's uh, Florida Victorious, as well as Georgia Purdue. Indiana and Kansas State uh, that will allow for six enhanced promotional day for each collective uh, to get a 20% revenue share uh, while offering 20% off to customers as well. So Home Field Apparel looking out for you, looking out for the Florida Gators Collective as well. Go visit homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale at checkout. 
All right, guys. Uh, I don't know where we start. I guess we can start at the uh, National Signing Day press conference. Uh, the Gators announced the addition of quarterback Clay Millen, uh, offensive lineman. Uh, he's from Colorado State. Offensive lineman Devin Manuel from Arkansas. Pup Howard from South Carolina. Asa Turner from Washington. DJ Douglas from Tulane. And George Gums from Northern Illinois. The Gators also uh, talked about the addition of the head coach or the uh, the the executive head coach of defense, who's also apparently the his responsibility is to coach the coaches. We'll talk a little bit about that. Ron Roberts, Gerald Chapman on the defensive line, and Will Harris as the uh, defensive backs coach. The Gators also announced a new chief of staff in Mark Robinson, director of football nutrition and assistant assistant strength coach Jake Sankal, senior special teams analyst Joe Houston, and he also talked about the new director of football performance, Craig Fitzgerald, who yesterday, right before a big Super Bowl news dump, uh, was announced that he's heading up to Boston College. Uh, so the Gators are now without a director of football performance. And finally, they did uh, mention something that we've been talking about this show for a couple weeks now. Mike Peterson, Jabbar Jaluk, Rob Sale, and Darnell Stapleton are all set to return this season. Bunch of news happening. Gentlemen, your thoughts on any of that? Uh, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I, I wrote well, – I'll start with – I mean, like, listen, the players um, – they didn't add anyone new on signing day. So there wasn't much to ask outside of, you know, the transfers and we had kind of already covered all of them. Um, the, all four of those coaches based on who I've talked to were extended after the first season last January, a year ago, uh, was that? Well 12 months ago, 13 months ago now. Um, we were just not provided despite sending out contract requests. They were not in the batch that we got. So we assumed that those guys were on expiring contracts. They weren't. Um, and, and like I said, when Spencer was on, Billy Napier looked at the season, watched everything and said the defense was the problem. That was clear because they made two staff changes. You end up making three when Jay Bateman gets a job, uh, basically a promotion to go call plays. Um, but clearly the offense was not viewed as the problem. Um, they're running it back. Mm. They got court. They got downs. If, if, if you look at your your you evaluate yourself and you look at the offensive line and said there's not a problem there, then ooh, it must be two films you watching because the same film I'm watching because I we think got court. Next line was, was a glaring issue, and to bring back both guys like you got to go yep. win some football games or like it's gonna get. The Boo Birds is going to be out early. Game one is going to be like quite the show to watch, man. I know. I mean that Miami that Miami game is is like life support critical. Like I I don't mm -hmm. know. The, for, Billy Napier's gotten some rivalry games, and Florida Miami probably doesn't like to to my dad who grew up in Miami uh, and, and is a University of Florida graduate. Like he might enjoy beating Miami more than Florida State. Mm -hmm. Um. And you kind of lose a little bit of that because you don't play as much as you used to. But like, if you think that Florida fans were mad when you lost to Vanderbilt or when you've lost to Kentucky two years in a row Arkansas. or losing to Arkansas at home or losing on the road to Tennessee, like lose at home to Miami week one. And you'll see like how nasty this fan base can get. Like that is to me a so must win game. 
for Billy Napier in this program. Like I, I, I don't know what, what outside of finishing the season with 12 straight wins or 11 straight wins, I don't know what you can do to make up for losing to Miami at home in the season opener. Right. I, I want to see how they bounce back. Like, because like, like you were just saying, uh, they looked at the film. Uh, they looked at the year in the review and they got rid of made adjustments where they thought they were the issue. So we roll back these same coaches and I, I'm not liking the work that came in the recruiting class is one thing, but I'm not expecting true freshmen to, to, mm -hmm. to, to play and contribute this fall. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's crazy expectations. So right. what we brought in in the portal and what we've lost out of the portal, I'm not look. I'm not thinking we're about to upgrade in the trenches. And when you play mm -hmm. Miami, while they did lose a couple guys, they're going to be stout. They've recruited well. They've done well mm -hmm. in the portal in the trenches. They're going one thing Mario Cristobal is going to have is a stout offensive line and defensive line. Mm -hmm. You get you get mauled game one, you know, out the back versus a Miami team who I don't think is very good. And you're looking at the rest of our schedule, and, and we know the gauntlet is, that's on the way. Yeah, like this shit could get hell hot, like week one, right out the gate. Yeah, no, I mean, you look at the schedule, JP. Uh, quick shout out to those that have been in the comment section, JP. I, I wanted to give you a shout out earlier. Um, we need some someone to pump sunshine in here. Uh, we used to pump sunshine on this show a lot. We got criticized for it pretty often. Um, but it, it's it's tough it's tough to do so uh right now you have a lie when we get closer to the game one yeah just check but check right now right one. now in the rear view mirror as we look at the press conference you look at the recruiting class you look at the transfer portal class you you just look at everything and it, it's it's just tough to, to pump sunshine right now so you have miami then samford then texas a&m mississippi state then ucf theoretically none of those are your hardest games of the year right that mm -hmm. you could theoretically go five and oh i think it's tough for me to think that florida could go five and oh but there's a chance right miami has its issues ucf has its issues mississippi state texas a&m you've got new coaches at, at both right samford should be a victory although we saw a couple years ago that that's not always a, a surefire uh victory then you get into tennessee kentucky and then Georgia, and then that starts your slate of then Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and Florida State. So you Yo, don't have <laughs> multiple cupcake games. You don't have Vanderbilt on the schedule. You've got to find your victories. They come at the beginning of the year, probably not at the end of the year, and even those aren't necessarily gimme no. games either. So Listen, catch, catch wins early. You're catching hands late. You lose the UCF, I'm going to be riding at the Capitol with them boys, man. <laughs> I've got the horns on all that, bro. Like that'll be October sixth. That, that'll yeah. be the new January sixth. It'll be October sixth, the day Absolutely. after after the UCF game. That's why I draw the line. So there's a, there's a comment here. It says some of you can't see the forest or the trees. Trust Billy. I was on the trust Billy train for better part of two years. Right. It's tough it. for me to look at the changes that are being made and being like, you know what? This is the guy who's got it. Right. You had multiple special teams issues, and what did you do? You said, oh, by the way, we're going to hire a new special teams guy from the NFL of all places, and we're going to keep him with the other guy. We can't recruit anybody on the offensive line that's worth a damn. You know, there's a couple that might be good. We got the best player in their country, right, um, from Germany. But to look in at that, so you know what? You know what? Our offensive line – is good and getting better and recruiting well. I can't look at Florida and say they're doing that. I can't look at wide receivers and say that Florida's recruiting wide receiver well, right? 
I think that we're doing okay on the offensive side of the ball. I think you're recruiting decently well on the defensive side of the ball. You just fired two coaches that just became the defensive line coach at Texas A&M and LSU, so you hope that they work out. You just lost your strength and conditioning coach to Boston College. It's a lot to deal with, man. It's, it's a lot to deal with. I mean, I'm looking at the forest. I'm seeing the trees. And on the other side of that forest, I'm seeing a wildfire that burning that forest <laughs> yeah, towards me. The forest is on fire. <laughs> no, like – the things change as the facts change, right? I'm going to support every coach that comes into University of Florida, and I'm still supporting Billy. I'm just going to call it playing as it happens, right? Um, things we all said we wanted. I wanted offensive coordinator. Do I think it was a terrible offense? No, I don't think it was a terrible offense, but there were scratches of games, uh, whether it's the middle eight, and there was just awkward reverses and calls that wasn't in good flow. It wasn't good chemistry. So I did want a play call of some sort, and I wanted changes at the offensive line. Uh, of course, defense was the obvious eyesore, and I applaud all those changes. But offenses, when you're trying to beat the Georgias of the world, right, you're not finna keep bringing out these same guys that go beat Kirby Smarts and Will Muschamp's defense. Not these guys. And so I wanted to see some ingenuity and some some new some new sauce come into the offensive room just to give them a shot, you know. And I don't think we brought in no no enough changes to make any changes on the field. I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to be there lying every week. You know, that's just what I do, but I don't see it. Yeah. Um, the so. condition, it was a huge blow. Like, you just can't, like, that is so important. When, when you find out we haven't been doing it right and you make a change in that department to do it right and then he gets poached. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, the headline, the headline's bad. And I'm trying like, to enjoy was, my nachos, man. The Super Bowl zone, man. <laughs> as I was sorry about that. Sorry about that. Super Bowl sorry about zone, Yeah, it's been a bit, bro. Yeah. My bad. As I'm like working it, I'm like, I totally get it. Like, this is Bill O'Brien's guy. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I've said on this show, like, if Urban Meyer comes back and is the head coach of New Mexico State, Mickey Marotti will leave Ohio State and go be the strength and conditioning coach at New Mexico State for Urban Meyer. Those are the relationships that head coaches and strength coaches have. Bill O'Brien and Craig Fitzgerald met when they were both on staff at Maryland. Bill O'Brien takes Craig Fitzgerald with him to Penn State, then takes him to the NFL at Houston. When Bill O'Brien was going to be a head coach, the next time he was going to be a head coach, he was going to take Craig Fitzgerald. The headline sucks. <laughs> There's no way around it. If you, the read, it, if, if, you, if, you click, if you click and read the story, like you, you can you look at it and you read, it, you're like, okay, I get it, I get that. Like that's what happens with head coaches and strength coaches. Of course, the headline happens. sucks. Right. The headline well, it does. Sucks. It's, and the it, timing, it does, like you said, Dan, the is timing awful. is the worst part of this whole thing, right? Because like, Florida starts their know. identity phase this week. They, which Billy calls their hardest workout mentally and physically of the off season. They started this week as your strength coach is lifting suitcases to leave. I mean, I guess you put Jake Sankal in the role, Sankal in the role until you find somebody else, right? Yeah, you know, coach who uh, is very familiar with the identity phase, still in the building, making who? good money. Uh, a coach making good money, still in the building. Oh, yeah, uh, the, the one that's in charge of, like, motivation. Who might have run this uh, phase four or five times already. Yeah. yeah, so five weeks in. So Jake Sankal uh, was with the Washington Commanders for eight years. I think he was their assistant strength and conditioning coach, if I remember correctly. 
uh, trying to find it now, but right now he's the assistant strength and conditioning coach uh, at the University of Florida, as well as team nutritionist. Uh, we know that Florida made a move uh, with Kelsey Gomes uh, moving on a few uh, months ago, uh, but but I don't know what you do. I don't think that Billy's strength and conditioning Rolodex is, is super large. Um, Florida got a little lucky uh, with obviously Bill Belichick departing uh, the Patriots to be able to get um, – his last strength and conditioning coach show it's an odd time right because everybody's in this time now i'll do it i'll do it fuck it <laughs> i can see it yeah it's your salary uh, every, everybody's super super lean eating yeah, vegan yeah. their blood oh, pressure no. their blood oh, pressure's no. never been more perfect right you're out uh, you're out clean skin <laughs> everything they, they look great they look the getting pushed right around time. the whole conference for real for real on my vegan diet no no so it can be a track and field intern but that's it Definitely not the uh, football yeah. nutritionist. Yeah. So, but, but every program right now is gearing up for them to start their strength. And, are they in the middle of their strength and conditioning program as they get ready for spring football? So it's just, a, it's a very unfortunate time for the university of Florida uh, where nothing ever seems to be easy. Right. Um, I think that that's like Billy Napier in a nutshell is like every time something positive happens, some of it's like their own lack of good PR and being able to, to, to carry their momentum. But it seems like every time something happens that's positive or good, or you like start to move forward, you're like, finally got our coaching staff together. Something happens and you know who this next guy, what are their expectations or who do they want to bring in? Right. So it's just it's exhausting all of this this has been a stressful week man mark thompson <laughs> is robbing the fans yeah i can't Billy Napier telling his coaches to unfollow us on twitter i mean it's you been know a wild we've, week, man. We, we've lost we've lost the forest for the trees so this <laughs> is so nick how this was is. it like like snitching on mark thomas thompson what's his name i don't even mark know his thompson. thompson put um, a bad I, rep on the family name you know I, I had a bunch of people reaching for like two months. I've had people reaching out to me being like, Hey, well, did you know Mark Thompson? Who's at Florida? I was like, no. Um, They're like, cause I sent him money and I haven't gotten anything. I'm like, okay. Uh, and when the number got to like 10, I was like, all right, I'm just like, I'll fire off a tweet. Like, Hey man, maybe don't be careful. Uh, sending this guy money. Um, it appears uh, that he was scamming. Um, I apologize for calling him emotional distress and further delaying your packages, which were definitely on the way to you. Yeah, that's um, nice. And, and I hope, I hope you all either get your money back or get what you Thank paid for. You. But the thing to me is like, when you pay for goods and services, there's a reasonable time to expect your goods and or services to be delivered to you. Yeah, so two weeks, right? Nope. Uh, it's on, it's on the seller's time. Yeah, that was oh, that that crazy. was wild. That that's your package is even further delayed because of Nick's emotional yeah. stress. My bad. Yeah, you stressing that man out, Nick. My bad. Now people don't get their packages all on you. It sounded like he was lining you up for a lawsuit a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Me and me and Dan was in a group chat hoping that he sent all the packages out and then sue you for like just stressing them Slander out. Slander and libel. <laughs> yeah. Hope he shows up to court as promptly as he sends packages. We can do that. Um, uh, Billy Napier is calling the offense again uh, this year. Russ Calloway has an uh, increased role 
Um, uh, th those are quotes. I know this is a, a audio medium. Uh, has an increased role potentially in that offense, but uh, but business as usual, uh, marching forward. Uh, Graham Mertz is recovering fine. Uh, yeah, he was always going to be. He was always going to be healthy. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about the play calling. No, gonna... no, no, no. I'm just going well, through the notes here of the rest okay. of the prayer conference here. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Billy's um, calling plays, right? I mean, I, I, you know, we like, can look and say Florida's offense wasn't terrible last year. They scored a lot of points. I know a lot of people look at that. But when you give up 30-something points, too, you also have more possessions in a game than you otherwise probably wouldn't either. Or You have more time to have more possessions because other teams are just marching down the field. Play we'll skip we'll skip your notes and we'll go to play calling. Um Billy clearly they're not gonna make a wholesale changes, outside changes. Um Russ could call plays. I don't know that it does Billy any good other than maybe getting some fans off his back to like stand there last Wednesday and say, Listen, Russ is gonna call plays. Um if you get into spring practice and Russ is calling plays, and it looks terrible, you're, you're not putting the toothpaste back in the tube. You're firing Russ at that point. <laughs> yeah. And now you have to go find a tight ends coach and a play caller. <laughs> so, like, you can say, yeah, yeah, we're moving some pieces around. And then uh, when you go to team period in spring, hey, Russ, you're going to call team period on Wednesday and Saturday this week. And then we're going to watch it. We're going to go over see what it looks like. When we go to our first scrimmage, Hey, Russ, you're going to call the offense for the ones against the ones. I'm going to call it for the twos against the twos. And you essentially have this spring camp audition where if it looks right and it looks good, you can say, hey, Russ Calloway is going to call plays for us next year. But if you stand there on Wednesday and do it, and then Russ proves to be incapable of doing it, you are up the creek, no paddle, no life vest, and you're in a terrible situation. So, like, I'm not saying Billy Napier is is – you know, double burning stone cold Steve Austining Florida fans and saying, listen, I'm doing it, eat it. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't know that it's a great move strategically to name a guy and then have it not work out in the spring. And now you're sitting here in April being like, okay, well, we have to fire I mean, the coach because he can't call plays. That's I, mean, I guess that's what bit. happens when you drive the Titanic into an iceberg. The captain has to go down with and say, hey, I was the one that drove into the iceberg, you know? It's yeah, weird, that, captain, they, weird that the boat. captain spun that wheel towards the I know, right. I know the, I know the lifeboat's at. I'm the captain. Uh, reflecting back when we first hired Billy, and we, uh, you know, we had several shows where we talked about the play calling over the years, uh, and, and we've been under that, that, that rule that the moment he gives up the offense, it's probably over. He built all of this. Here, so that, 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 that's team. been our opinion on this show. Like that. <clears throat> even though I do want a different play caller, just because it doesn't look like it's 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 it looks dated, bro. You know, like the flow of the mm -hmm. game, all of it. I understand that the numbers and all of that. Okay, cool. But it's dated. There's no sauce. There's no flavor. And there's no chemistry to how he called plays. Um, but I also had the opinion that whenever he did give relinquish play calling, like. Because now he's subjected to whoever he's hiring at OC at that point. I think they, I think they wanted to look like Michigan. Like if you watch yeah. Michigan when Michigan's oh. offense was was, I think that I, no, you you don't you don't see Michigan has better players, but you don't see similarities. Like what 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 do you think the Michigan offense has is better development? To, what do you think the offense is supposed to look like? You said you when I said Michigan, like I, that's what 
Florida's offense looks like to me. Yeah, I mean, you, Michigan, you're, you're Michigan nice. runs way better. Michigan nice. runs way better. No, I'm about but, to say because I would take Michigan's. Don't get me wrong, but that's not my ideal offense. When Florida hired Billy, I even said I was like, I don't think Florida fans are going to like this offense, even if it's successful. I don't think they're going to like it. It's well, not, he's not even giving us what he gave, and we're not getting the Louisiana offense. Right. I don't well, know because you're, you're, you're not playing Tulane. Well, then what is his offense? I don't know what his <laughs> offense is. I was going based striving off of to be Michigan. What I saw in Louisiana. No, I don't think he's striving to do that because he's he's. Failing at that as well. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I think for me is it's not just about the offensive coordinator title and who's calling the plays and everything else. Well, I think it's important. It's that you have to look at the collective group of offensive coaches and you have to look in the amount of analysis and everything else that they say that they do in the offseason and they look at each and every part of the program. You can't look at the offensive side of the ball and say, you know what? No problems there. We're not making any changes. That, to me, is the biggest problem, right? You yeah. have two offensive line coaches. Florida's amongst the worst in college football on the offensive line. And you said, nope, these are the two guys we're going to run it back with. Your wide receiver coach hasn't <laughs> been able to recruit very well. You've got some good, potentially young talent, but you're also replacing Ricky Pearsall. You didn't necessarily find a replacement for him. And you say, you know what? That's fine. You promoted your offensive analyst to the tight end coach position and, you know, tight end is, is fine. And they recruited Amir Jackson. Who's pretty good. But other than that, you're like, you know what? That's good enough to J Jabbar Jaluk. That's good enough to, you've looked at every single part. Hey, of it. You, Jaluk, said, you know what? I like, Jaluk Watch out. Watch no, out I'm not, I'm not giving strays at any one person. I'm looking at the entirety of the offense, not yeah. just about, whether you need an offensive play caller or not is, is this the group that we want to run it back with in a make or break year? And maybe I'm the dumb one for thinking like, dude, it'd be sick to be able to get another job while also getting a million dollar buyout, right. As a, as a, as a position coach. Right. But you can't look at that and say, yes, the defense was a problem last year. Like by far defense sucked last year, right? You made some changes. You hope to make some improvements, but you can't look at the offensive side of the ball and say, you know what? She was, Man, she was great. That's a top flight offense. Yeah, we was doing our thing. Are you just damn with the chopper in the car? Just how's Jabbar Luke catching strays right now? He was I, like, I, uh, I had to name every coach, right? Like, I'm not gonna blame Russ Allen. Great not gonna, recruits. Shout out to Ryan O'Hare. Luke crossed the trade, man. But Dan was in his six foot, seven foot Wayne bag. He was flowing. <laughs> had to get out of the way. I did hear the uh, the lighter flick before Dan started. Yeah, he went crazy. Oh. A million, a million, a million. It's so hot today. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold and rainy here in Vancouver, but I'm feeling hot. Um, anything so, else? So, so you guys think we win the spring game and, and lose it? That's how the spring game goes. I, you know what? There I, is winning. The, there's a thing now. There is a winning well, the spring game right now. Well, you lost the spring game last year because, like Lane Kiffin, you you scored what? Seventeen points? Thirteen? Lane Kiffin's dunking on you on Twitter because the spring Thursday. game had no offense. Um, yeah, like what do you do if you're if like spring games are uh, theater? You can create whatever you want uh, as a narrative to come out of your spring game uh, based on the plays you're calling, the rules you're implementing. You can't blitz. That's you can't. You got to play man. 
if you go out and you have a great offensive performance, you're like, okay, cool. Great new defensive hires. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. If you have another 17 point (laughs) spring game, like what's your narrative? So draw. No, I'm gonna draw it for you. Win, lose, or draw, just make Lagway look like the next Tebow. Yes. You can always sell the future. You know, yeah. like win, lose, or draw. You gotta make like Lagway gotta go out there and do some homes things, like just flying through there, throwing spirals mm. to, to the young freshman wide receivers. I'm so excited. If it gets ugly in the fall, I'm like you know, we got Superman next. So you just guys just gotta be patient because Superman. I'm really excited to see DJ Lagway. I want to take it in a silly note. Real quick, what number do you think DJ Lagway gets? Montreal, he wore two in high school. Montreal wears Ooh. two. Um, spoke with someone. Uh, DJ has not Word. asked Montreal for number two, uh, but Kane and Daniels has. You put you put DJ in number Kane one. And Daniels asked Montreal Johnson I'll for the number two. One, yeah. That's a bold request. Nah, I don't think it's going to happen. Listen, buddy, NIL money's funny. Like, uh, if I'm, if I'm Montreal, I'm trying to find out how much DJ's making and be like, hey, man, saw you got that DL2 NIL merch all lined up. It'd be a shame to have to, like, leave it on the shelves for a year. Let's talk numbers. Let's see. I, I got to look. Did, at, oh, man, they took all the numbers off of the uh, the roster yep. here. So in the spring. Do they have a number seven on offense? Um, That was Trevor Etienne. Believe that number right. is yeah. wide open. Run it back with a Warful number. Does he go something different? I mean, Florida's done pretty well at 15. I like 11. Well at 7. I like 11. 11 And Kyle, right? number 7. Number 7. What do you got, Nick? I like 1. Uh, do you think like you get so DJ Lagway 1? You don't think uh, one, maybe. maybe Eugene Wilson gets 1? Yeah, no, I think I think there was some talk about that. Um, Billy Napier hates um, like this number talk. Like hates it doesn't. Th- of course he doesn't, does. It's like doesn't fun. think it doesn't think it's a big deal. Um, and like we said, I said to somebody, I was like, "Why did Graham Mertz pick 15? And then Graham told us, "Like, oh, they just gave it to me." And I'm like, "You stop giving quarterbacks 15." DJ Lagway is going to get number 19. Let, let the Luches Purefoys of the world wear 15. Stop giving it to quarterbacks. Um, yeah, 19. Shout out Johnny Townsend. Mm-hmm. Put, put well, DJ AR Lagway in another Legends 15. number. Yeah, AR, was AR, AR, was, AR had to uh, trade with Kamori Gamble because Kamori Gamble went from 88 to 15. And then AR was like, hey, I want to do this Not whole AR-15 branding. Traded jerseys and then AR was like, was bad oh, What if we just stopped? Take it off your players. Gamble, give me that damn jersey, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Why are we negotiating this? Man, give me the damn jersey. Man. He's got the thread cutters already ready to take the nameplate <laughs> yeah. off the back. Say, like, What are you doing? Kamori's oh, <laughs> negotiating. All of a sudden, his yeah. jersey just says Richardson on the back. You're like, Wait, what's yeah, that? that's it, bro. Like, we what got are we talking um, about? No, you're old, Jabroni. Danny Werfel's uh, Washington no. Redskins number was 17. No. I don't that's know the, if I uh, see that. That's, that um, jersey still smells like Skyler Morningwag. Don't put that on DJ. Got uh, number one here. <laughs> hey, Morningwag was a gangster, bro. <laughs> he, was. he was. He was. <laughs> Morningwag was a gangster. 
Caleb Caleb says seven. Harrison Sanchez says seven. Eric Buholt says 12. No relation to Buholt High School. Um, Number eight. So I'd have to look at the roster. They took all the numbers down. They've uh, got the – But I think number seven works. You can go and look at – yeah, but last year, but you have numbers flipping around and everything changed. else. So. I, think, I think Trey Wilson ended up in one. Seven would be cool. A cool number. Shout out to uh, Willie Goat. Yeah. Danny Werfel. Danny Werfel. Um, Doug Johnson was seven? No? No idea. Yeah, I think so. Doug Johnson. Gators. We're doing a, a bit of a – no, he was 12. 12. Jesse Palmer was what, Nine? Yeah, peak Shane Matthews was nine. No, Jesse Palmer was seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jesse Palmer was seven. I knew somebody had a. Let's not uh, give him seven, man. John Swish Paul. Yeah. Uh, Oh, shit. uh, Damn, I spilled water, bro. Oh, man. I remember my first podcast. Let's see. What else are we? Uh, what else are we talking about? Uh, Gators get a big win over Auburn, just an absolute drudging of uh, Auburn mm. basketball has not won. Auburn has not won at Gainesville since Bill Clinton was president. So mm. um, continuing uh, that March forward, uh, some other Gator news. There's one highlight that I do want to give uh, her, her flowers for. Uh, let's see. Sorry. I only have a last name here. While I pull this up, Olivia Miller. Uh, he, she is a left-handed freshman pitcher for the university of Florida. She is the first true freshman to ever throw a perfect game in a 16 to nothing win over right. Bethune Cookman. So just wanted to give her in her black power. history month. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, Dan's forehead is crazy right now. Yeah. Um, it's big. Oh, uh, y'all gotta leave Gator alone. Uh, it's the way that you know the. I'm in a hotel room. Don't have a lot to prop up here. I got a big head. I got a big forehead. I got a receding hairline. Um, shout out. Um. Oh my god, bro. And then uh, number twenty two is also a uh, an option for uh, for DJ Lagway. Uh, don't know if I see a quarterback wearing twenty two, but uh, shout out know, Doug Stranger Flew. things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Um, oh, man. My forehead's nuts. Um, I, I have no <laughs> choice. So, you know, I was born, I was born with it. Um, I don't I don't know what to, to tell you guys. Uh, strength coach list. I, we don't have a hot board of uh, potential now. strength and conditioning coaches. Nick, uh, I'm sure you and Zach will pound the pavement uh, for that. Nah, bro, I'm good. <laughs> um. Yo, this show has been crazy, man. This is nuts. All right, let me get a final ad read here. Uh, go visit our friends over at Alumni Hall. Uh, they are on Archer Road, right off of I-75 there, just about a half a mile down the road, maybe three-quarters of a mile. It's going to be on your left-hand side of the road. Go visit them online as well at alumnihall.com. Anything that you'd want, Florida Gators, apparel, uh, golf, accessories, supplies, uh, something for your grandmother, your mom, uh, your daughter or on the opposite sex as well. So anything that you might want Florida Gators related, go visit alumnihall.com or go visit them right off of Archer Road. Let them know your favorite podcast, Stadium and Gale, sent you to Alumni Hall. Uh, any final uh, any final thoughts here? 
uh, gentlemen, on on anything. So, no, 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 man, I'm good, man. We got yeah, baseball was... season this week. Baseball, yes, Nick. Baseball Friday. Welcome in St. John's uh, down south. Uh, I'm sure those boys will be happy to get out of the cold weather. Um, I'm not sure where softball plays. You can look it up while I do baseball, Dan. I um, sure can, Nick. I'd love to. They play at Jacksonville tomorrow. The great count yeah, an opportunity to get in and get out real quick. Maybe they mm-hmm. can end that game in five game or in five innings like they did Bethune Cookman get out um before the stench gets stuck in their jersey. Smells like Maxwell. <laughs> um <laughs> uh it, it'll be a good weekend at Conjure Ballpark. I think they're still selling single game tickets, uh obviously still selling season tickets. Um, but uh we'll talk to Kevin O'Sullivan Tuesday and um I think you'll expect to hear that Cade Fisher, um, the Red Panda himself, will start Friday. Uh, Liam Peterson, I did an interview with him. That's up on um, Gators Online. Uh, he'll start Saturday. And then Jack Tani, uh, looking for a, a Golden Spikes redemption, was a finalist last year. Lost out to, I believe, Dylan Cruz won it. It was him, Cruz, and Skeens. Um should be a really good year for Florida baseball. Again, we, we tell no lies. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't overhype Florida baseball. Um, they should be good. A lot of young talent. Um, and uh, I think they're going to hit a lot of home runs. A lot of power on the team. You said Catch me at the lacking, so we'll need them Defense, home runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Defense. And hey, maybe, no, Tyler Billy's not having a presser today. I think the next time we'll see him will be uh, the day before spring football. So hey, Sully, like man. Three weeks, three and a half weeks. All the pressure is on Sully right now. Dog. What? What pressure is on Sully to win? Football to continue to, to win, win national oh, oh. championships. Nick. Listen, he's not carrying the torch. You, you got Mouse. Mouse has more rings than fingers. Mouse is carrying the torch. That's facts. Mm. Uh, spring practice starts in a couple of seven. weeks. March seventh. March seventh. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so soon. It's right. It bro, it's a few weeks away, and the shenanigans back. <laughs> you know, yeah. over analyzing every clip of spring football, firing Billy. Yeah, this last half empty Ooh. podcast is going to be changing tunes in five weeks. Listen, wait until you see <laughs> a Tank Hawkins slant caught on air. Nobody around him. Silk I'm ready to lie. Y'all ready to lie about the tank? Big Tank fan over here, bro. I do like that they didn't even like mess around with his roster page. There's no Jeray, just straight up just tank. tank. Great Tank, yeah, yeah. Let's brand this thing properly. You know, big speed coming out of IMG, man. Uh, Nick, I think you have uh, you have song of the week. Ooh. Some some dead air here. So we appreciate everybody for watching. Uh, while Nick pulls it up. Um, pulls up the sign that he wants. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. Please share with your friends uh, and family. Um, we appreciate you guys each and every week listening uh, to this podcast. Uh, Nick, where are we at, buddy? Um, I saw this one on, I think, YouTube. Um, it's a British singer called Sam Tompkins. The song is called Lose It All. Sam Tompkins. It's a little slow jam. I think okay. somebody didn't somebody call me thought my last name was Tompkins Silk like early on in this pod. 
I mean, but yeah, but that's also like the uh, Scott Strickland adding the D. Tompkins and Tom Sitter are very different. Uh, What you guys doing Valentine's Day before we get out of here? I'm on a guy's trip, so I'm skiing. Um, So Brooke and I celebrated on Friday. Um, Nice. Took care of her. Uh, We had a really nice dinner, and then we went out to a a couple of different bars afterwards. But yeah, no, I had to get approval a few months ago for this trip. But it was the only this time episode of Stadium Gale sponsored by Blue Chew. <laughs> oh man, no, <laughs> like you know, Valentine's present. You know, I'm a nice guy. You know, so um, no, I'm far too young for that anyway, Nick. Come but on. for real, Blue Chew, uh, we are here and we will take your money. One hundred percent. Bella Brava in Midtown Tampa. Good spot. Uh, there's one in St. Pete. We went to a place called Tori Bar, which is a, um, a Japanese fusion kind of small plates type of, uh, of restaurant. Then we went to a place called Hotel Bar. Then we went to 511, uh, which is like a little nightclub bar. Uh, Going on a bender for your Valentine's Day. Going on a bender. True dinner. Tompkins fashion of Valentine's. Oh, romance, I mean, we did the joint decisions along the way. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's start at this restaurant. We drove down to Miami, went to, to Club Space, <laughs> went to 11. It was just a casual Valentine's Day, the two of us. We didn't go at like, 511 and 11. The nightclub in Miami <laughs> yeah. are very, very different. You know what I mean? There say? was a DJ in town from Miami. Who's so to that say? was fun. Uh, I'm still figuring we it out. We went to Embers last Friday uh, with did, another because couple. that was a just special a nice, Valentine's for you. Just a nice little. <laughs> sorry, hey, Dan. We didn't new restaurant in Gainesville. Get out of here. Sorry, we didn't go to Steve Aoki for Valentine's Day. <laughs> listen to Steve Aoki. Well, maybe there's a Steve Aoki song in there. Who knows? <laughs> uh, oh, and then we spent Saturday celebrating the dog's oh, birthday. Went oh. out to dog bar. Yeah, I mean we had a, a great see. time. Dog bar. There's a there's a bar that for with dogs and vibe. Yeah, like you that. can bring your dog and yeah. they have a bunch of different like areas for the dogs to play, and you can get uh you get beer and taking the and dog on the bender is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, animals take <laughs> after their owners, you know what I mean? Oh no. <laughs> oh my god, man. All right, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> all right boys uh same corner same time uh next week appreciate you guys all for listening thanks for the super chats thanks for the likes uh we will see you guys next week you're gonna meet some new friends but one will die then you're gonna be depressed and that's fine you may even find love a few times then you're gonna break up but that's life you're out weekly now you're only 16 on ship street working on a big dream to make an ep throw it on a cd then radio on repeat you were right you did everything that you said you would do so don't try to give it up that's what they want you to do the
high, yeah, you're gonna go far, that high. People who sell you dreams enough times, but you read the theses and dotted lines, you know why. You're playing no strings in the morning till the late night. Putting in work, is this all you know? talk to your younger self because a lot of the time when I was younger I needed someone exactly like me to show up and be there when I needed them but I'm there for them now time will fly, time will fly. run away from me it's all right it's what you're made to do you won't cry now that's what's taking you back. 